Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Linux in Hamshack, coming to you from the tabletop at the majestic Thorn Hilton in Heartland, Texas. I am KB5JBV, Richard, but y'all already knew that because that's why you're listening to us. However, way on up in Arkansas someplace, uh, somewhere between some peaks or some kind of mess, and I'm surprised that he doesn't get in trouble for that, is Russ. K5TUX. Say hello to everybody, Russ. Hello, everybody. This is Russ, K5TUX, broadcasting from between the peaks in the pine forest of north central Arkansas, which is actually a complete fabrication. I'm sitting in my house on a rather urban street, urban for north central Arkansas. But anyway, this is Russ in uh, Studio 1S. 1N? No. I forget how we did that. Anyway, I'm here. 1S. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I'm here, you're there, we're together via some program that we won't talk about, and it's uh, episode number 65, I think. So 1M is the truck. 1M. 1M is the truck? Oh, 1M is the truck, right. Forgot about that. Yeah. You, you haven't done one from the truck for a while. No, last one was from the driveway. Yeah. Okay, so um, how's the, <laughs> <laughs> how's your card table? holding up yeah it's holding up i just can't get my desk uncovered out in the garage long enough to bring it in and put it where it needs to be the card table seems to be working just fine well it's not like a square card table it's like one of those oblong card tables Hmm, interesting well i'll warn everybody now that this is going to be the richard show so (laughs) um perhaps we should get on with it or something i don't know well, don't be telling people that because they're going to think, oh, my God, he's run Russ off. He's not going to turn Linux into Hamshack into resonant frequency. No. No, it's not that. It's just that I'm completely unprepared. I'm sure I'll I'll say something during the episode. So let, let's just do like some announcements and stuff like we actually had some. Which Linux Fest is coming up? The only one that I know of or that we've even talked about in previous episodes is the... Uh, no, actually that you, you said Linux fests, um, yes. there aren't any Linux fests that I know of that I plan on going to, or that I'm even aware of. You know what? I dislike X chat very much sometimes. Oh no, I don't use X chat. I use IRSSI or Irisi or however the hell you pronounce it. But anyway, well, in that case, let's talk about the Texoma Hammerama Texoma. Hammerama in Ardmore, Oklahoma, which isn't quite Texoma. It's a little bit north of there, but it's close enough. The Texoma Hammerama. Visit the Texoma Hammerama. Your hair will grow back. Your children will love you. All the animals will be your friend. On October 21st and 22nd, 2011. 2011, Texoma Hammerama. Uh, if you really want to get technical about where it is, it would be where it would be. It would be at the Ardmore Convention Center, right off of 35 and 142 in Ardmore, Oklahoma. And Richard is yeah. going to be there. I'm going to do my damnedest. I'm, I've got a packet controller. I'm going to try and put on, the, put on the thing, get it sold, to buy me some gas to get up there. All right. It appears that Austin Amateur Radio is going to be there. DNL Antenna, uh, WB0W, whoever the heck he is, QCWA will be there. Radio Shack is apparently coming back to the amateur radios. Let's see what happens there. 
uh, the main trading company, ABR Industries, the Red River Valley Amateur Radio Club. Hey, everybody at the Red River Valley Amateur Radio Club and the Paris, Texas Amateur Radio Group. The Paris, Texas Radio Group, K5PTR. That is an unfortunate choice of a call sign, but that's what they wanted. And I was, I found out the other day that the West Gulf Division Convention is no longer Hamcom. Now the West Gulf Division Convention is Texoma Hammerama. So y'all go on over to the website, check things out, find out more about it. Uh, website is www.texomahammerama, one word, and Bill's going to put that in the show notes, .org. No, not all of that. The the Bill show notes thing is not there. It's texomahammerama, one word, .org. And if you run into the tiny white dwarf, tiny yellow dwarf, TYD, Henry Allen, y'all, y'all pat him on the head and tell him I said hello. Oh, it looks like some of our local guys are going to be speaking up there too. There's, uh, Andy, WY5V, and David, David, N5DBK. N5DBK. Going to be, uh, talking up there. That's going to be pretty good. I hope I can get up there. What? Anyway, enough what? about the Texoma Hammerama. Okay. All right. Let us talk about one more. I got to find it. Oh, shoot. They moved it to a different part of the year. Okay, never mind. Used to be in October, but now it's in March. So we ain't even going to talk about that one. Oh, let me let me just uh, ask our listeners if any of them happen to be in the South or from anywhere, really, and happen to go to the Ham Fest in Huntsville, Alabama, to let me know how it was and whether it might be worth our time to show up there next year. Like to get some first-hand accounts of of the ham fest down there in, in Huntsville before we decide to drive to Huntsville. Well, I'm trying to get where I can go hit some of these things and let y'all see me. I got another project's got me going to have to get to some of these things and shake hands with more of y'all. Yeah, it'd be nice to shake hands with me. I'm your co-host, and I rarely get to do that. We've seen each other. Well, yes, infrequently. At best, but you're, but you're a big scary guy, and I'm I'm afraid of you. Yeah, you say that, but actually, it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> little old me. Yeah, little old you. Hey, I can't afford to back medicine anymore. There's no reason to be afraid of me. It's that beard. It's very aggressive. Well, I only have it in certain parts of the year. Okay, the lazy parts. <laughs> Lazy parts. Okay, so we talked about Texoma Hammerama, and honestly, y'all go up there. It's my understanding that it's a really good, I mean, for y'all, those of y'all here in Texas and surrounding states, if you've been to Belton or you've been to Hamcom, Texoma Hammerama, well, I can't say Belton. Uh, if you've been to, uh, crap, what do they call it, Summerfest down in uh, Austin or uh, uh, Hamcom over in Plano, yeah, buddy. Go on out there. Check it out. I tell you what, David does pretty good programs. I haven't seen the one he's doing up there. He told me which one it was, but I haven't seen that one. But uh, David's, David's in sales, so he does really good uh, 
presentations. Okay, so moving on. Like Russ said, this is kind of going to be the Richard show tonight. I hope we don't bore y'all to death, run y'all for any of that other crap. If I could quit clicking on stuff that uh, ain't account for nothing, we'd be in good shape. Okay, so let's see. We haven't pimped a band in a while. Let's pimp a band. Gamma Leonis, the folks who wrote our uh, intro and outro music. Uh, y'all go check uh, Gamma Leonis out. I bet Russ didn't think I could remember the name. All you have to do is go to the website, so I didn't think it was that much of a stretch for you, but but good on you. Would that entail reading? It, it would, yes. Oh, well, then I'm apparently a really good boy because I don't think I could accomplish that. <laughs> Y'all go over and check out Gamble Leonis, listen to some of their stuff. Um, all the other music is available in the show notes and all that good stuff. This sounds like the end of the show, don't it? No, we're just getting started. All right. What else? No, actually, it is the end of the show. That's all, folks. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Okay, we're just joking. And Russ has got to leave the pause in there. The joke won't work. <laughs> oh, I will. I'm, I might even <laughs> extend it just a hair. <laughs> of course, people who download the thing and then realize that the episode's actually 55 minutes long, we'll kind of get it, but you know. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm really sorry about being so chatty and so, so everything tonight. I went out in the driveway and pumped myself up so I could do y'all a good show and everything. And I'm, I, I overdid it. I overdid it. Neighbors were looking at me funny, like I, neighbors were looking at me funny and everything. All right, so let's come on back down to earth. So anything radio-wise been going on in your life, Russ? Actually, uh, when I was at Hamvention, I picked up one of those window pass-throughs that one of the vendors was selling, and I was trying to redo all of my antenna connectors so that I could actually hook up that pass-through and, uh, you know, not have to worry about my windows so much and, and all that. But it turns out that the pass-through that I bought is a complete waste of time and a complete piece of junk, actually. It turns out that trying to pass your antenna cables through a window is really not what I'm looking for. Um, I probably need to figure out some way to pass it through a wall or come up through the floor or something like that so I can free up my window space. I don't really have any good options, but basically what I did was I took my window pass through and I pitched it, went back out through the window again, so now I'm actually back on the air, and um, I was cleaning up the office today, so my rig is offline, but I'd actually been on Whisper for a while doing some WSPR and being a little beacon here in the middle of the U.S. But uh, other than that, I really haven't had the time to spend on the radio, although I would like to get back to it. I found my FT7900 that I bought a little while ago, and I'm thinking about how to put that in the truck without tearing everything up in it. It would be nice to have a mobile rig once again. Again, one of those projects that I may never get around to. But anyway, that's that's the extent of my ham radio activity lately. What have you been doing? Well, actually, I was sitting there thinking about your window pass-through problem. Uh, it's always best to build those things yourself because every house is a little bit different. Have you considered a dryer vent? A dryer vent would actually work very nicely, except for a couple of things. In this particular house... It is in the other end, like it's completely on the other side of the house from where my radio equipment is. And the other major problem is 
it's a rental. So I can't be cutting a lot of holes in walls and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Then you need Richard's patented temporary window feed through unit. You know, he's really hard to you. It's really hard having Russ as a straight man sometimes. Oh, you'll have to say that again. I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, well, it, it's focus factor. We need to get him some, some GABA. We used to feed that to my boy because he had a short attention span too. I have uh, a very short attention span. Is it Thursday? <laughs> uh, no, this is, uh, uh, who Wednesday. are you? It's nice to meet you. Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Rich's patented oh look a kitty there you have it chasing a butterfly through a window all right <laughs> seriously though folks rich is patented window feed through you know I, I i'm dealing with a situation here where there's an alarm system on the house and i still need to figure out how to bypass the switch however in the past i have taken uh pipe insulation uh, hot water pipe insulation that you get down at the Home Depot and split it down the, the side and wrapped it up on the bottom of the window itself and pulled the window down. And I have these handy-dandy little thumb screw locks to hold the window in place once I get it all the way down. And that's what I was doing over at the other house. However, I decided on a new approach here. I still have the thumb screws. But instead of antenna pipe, I actually ran across some air conditioning, air conditioner insulation, window unit air conditioner insulation. You know, the, the long strip of foam, yep. cut it to the size of the window uh-huh. because I can't be cutting holes in this house over here. Cut it to the size of the window, stuffed it, the edge of it down in the channel because this is like one of those storm windows that's got a U-shaped channel that it sits down into. Stuffed it in the channel, cut a little notch out, laid the coax in it, pulled the window down, took the thumb screws and tightened them down. And now my daughter-in-law doesn't grab them. And it works really well because I chopped the first coax in half. <laughs> Whoops. Well, it's just coax. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, you might give that a shot or you might use the, uh, you know what I'm talking about when I say the pipe insulation, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, the round stuff. I mean, I use that for right. all kinds of stuff. That's right. You're for, from up north. You know about that stuff. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really need it down here. And, in fact, Brenda brought something up that would work also. This is the time of year when all the uh, swimming stuff is being uh, taken off the floor at the Walmart and the Kmart and the Zippy Mart and Costco's and everybody else. The swimming stuff's been off the shelf for like a month now. We were trying yeah, yeah. to, we were trying see, to, it's time. We tried, we tried to, we had a, uh, a boating expedition on, uh, Labor Day and we tried to find a tube, one of those tubes you go tubing on with your boat and stuff like that. A week before Labor Day, they were gone. I don't yes. want to go loading and unloading no boat on Labor Day. That's like too much like work. Well, it, it was fun, but anyway, you know, <laughs> you know how Walmart works. If it's two months before something happens, they're already either in or out, depending on what it is. Well, anyway, what I was getting at was Brenda made the suggestion that, um, if you use, you could use one of those swimming pool noodles, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Big foamy thing. The ones uh, you, you could probably beat each use other that, with. except it's kind of stiff. So I would think that it wouldn't mold around the, the coax very well. That's the advantage of this soft air conditioner foam stuff is that it's soft enough 
that it kind of molds in around the coax and gets a little bit better seal. It's not going to be a perfect seal with the window open, but hey, what can you do? Okay, now well, we've rattled. <laughs> you take one of those things, one of those uh, sort of styrofoamy things that you're talking about, uh, the little cool things. All you yeah. got to do is beat somebody with it. You don't like for a while. It'll tenderize it, make it nice and you know moldy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I fed mine to the dog. I think I, I've heard there's a couple of people in your life you could use it on. Actually, my life is becoming quite mellow. <laughs> I've taken huh. to the pot, have you? No. Opium. <laughs> oh, opium. Straight straight to the source. Okay. No, I, I can't honestly say that. I can't do opium. It gives me heart, heart palpitations. And how do you know that? Because that's what they gave me when... What did they give me that for? It was synthetic opium. Oh, I see. Way, way to cover your butt there. Cover your badger. Oh, when I had all that dental stuff done. Oh, I see. I, t- I told them the codeine, the hydrocodone wasn't doing the trick. Nice recovery. Anyway, what are we talking about next? Opium. No, <laughs> not opium. Well, how long have we been going? Um, A long time, but I'm probably not going to have music for this episode either, so let's just go. Oh, so we're just going to ramble straight through. The boys getting more like resonant frequency around here all the time. Just, just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here, here's where we do the hard sell part. Everybody stand back. Um, as I told y'all in the last episode, which will be out sometime in 2012. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. We got to get these caught up before December. Oh, they'll be caught up by next week. Well, well I, I, I say mean, that without much conviction, but I'm going to try. Well, I'm talking about December 2012. Oh, no, they'll be out before December of 2011. Well, I mean, so that, you know, we want to make sure that everybody hears all the episodes before the world comes to an end. Well, the world comes to an end pretty much every day from what I've heard. I'm not too, too tech, you know, no skin off my And then there's the day of rage protest, but we're not going to talk about that. It's not for this show. All right. So I'm out in Kaufman County. I told you all that out in Kaufman County, there's no radio. I've decided if I want radio, if I want to go do radio stuff, I'm going to have to make my own. Have I clued you? Have I told you about this yet, Russ? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't think I moved out here. I couldn't find a club. I couldn't find a races organization. I couldn't find an Aries organization. Um, the only club and Aries organizations I could find their websites look like they haven't been in operation for three years. Three years. <clears throat> I started sending out some emails, was not getting any answers. I finally got an answer from one of them guys the other night. Actually, you know, I'm not afraid to call anybody or talk to anybody. And even though I'm not a section level, well, let's just put it that way. I'm not a section level appointee. Uh, you would think that I would not be easy, quick and easy about jumping on the phone with the section level, section level, uh, leadership. However, Richard, not afraid of nobody. Been licensed longer than most of them. Done most of the jobs that most of them do. So I got my butt on the phone with the section emergency coordinator. His name is Walt, KG5SOO. He's a really nice guy. And, uh, talked to him a little while. And he informed me that the emergency manager for this county, the emergency management guy, had not been happy with the last Aries emergency coordinator. 
And I asked him who that was, and he told me. And it just turns out that you've heard me. You, everybody's heard me tell the story about helping set up races in Kaufman County, which I just told you a while ago is no longer in action. Uh, the guy that I was helping do that is the county emergency manager of all things. So we sat down and talked. And last time, last episode, I alluded that there was something secret in the works. Well, it's semi-official at this point. I've been told by the uh, section emergency coordinator that the paperwork is being processed and that now the new emergency coordinator for the county of Kaufman in Texas is a fellow named Richard KB5JBV. And I would like everybody to know that this is a happening Aries group because there's like one member, one member. Well, I take that back. The emergency manager, he's a, he's a ham too. So there's two and three. If you count the guy that's got the repeater over in Kaufman, there you have it folks. So I've got lots of stuff to say about that. If Russ doesn't doze off on me, but it looks like he's having a good time. I'm having a good yes. time. Yes. Oh, I sorry. I was talking to the chat room. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Okay, what'd you Silly say? me, since we're on the phone. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Well, well say something now. Oh, well, congratulations on your appointment to the Kaufman County Aries, whatever it was. That means I'm the boss Aries guy. That's right. You're the boss of yourself and one other guy? Is that what I understood? Well, actually, he's the boss of me because he's the emergency manager. Oh, I see. However, we're fixing to go on a recruiting drive out here. So anybody in the sound, within the sound of my voice that lives in Kaufman County in Texas, that would be the cities of Forney, Terrell, Kaufman, Crandall, Rosser, Scurry. Uh, I think Maybank's in there. If you, well, if you're in Kaufman County, you know it. Get in touch with me if you're interested in joining up with Aries. Hey. And if there's a At, disaster in Kaufman County for the next little while, run. Well, until we get a few people anyway. <laughs> I want y'all to know, and some of y'all don't know this, I've been doing MCOM for over 20 years. In fact, yeah. Anyway, so y'all, uh, oh, where was I? Oh, yeah, if you're in Kaufman County, you send me an email at kb5jbv at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have a better one at some point in the future, but if you're interested in emergency communications, you don't have to sign up with Aries if you don't want to, but get in touch with me anyway, because you might be able to help in some other function. So there you have it. Two announcements, two announcements, two announcements in one. I think you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. And, and I'll tell you right now, the folks in the chat room are acting like Richard in charge of a disaster. I'll have you know that I can create a disaster better than anybody I know. And now you can do something about it. That's right. I'm a well-rounded amateur. <laughs> well-rounded. And not necessarily in ham radio either. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Y'all seen the pictures? They was on the website. Okay, we've talked about that. We may come back to that in a minute. I don't know if we will or won't. But let's talk about something else. There's a new podcast out there. There is. Yes, there's a new podcast out there. And everybody should go ahead and go over and listen to it. In fact, unless you are like really fastidious about how many feeds you have in your podcatcher and that kind of stuff, you may already have it. 
It's called Richard's Radio Adventures. It features a guy named KB5JBV, and he he's going to do some of those like talking to you kind of things that uh, uh, a lot of listeners over there, over at Resonant Frequency used to like so much. However, there was so much outcry, people w- w- sad because the other show was ending, and talking about how much they were going to miss it and all this other stuff that I really felt I probably need to try and do something about that. So for those of y'all who uh, are hanging in there, thank you for hanging in there. And uh, we will try and get a few shows out. The There is no guarantee what the schedule is going to be. And they will mostly probably sound like the the episodes from the rendering plant period. But it's better than poking an eye with a shark's stick, I think. So y'all go on over to the old rfpodcast.info website, rfpodcast.info stroke podcast, and uh, either hop on the feed there. I think it's coming through the old resonant frequency uh, iPod iTunes feed and that kind of stuff. Go over there and check it out. We, we put out the initial episode. We've got some positive feedback on that. So uh, we'll, we'll do what we can to get some more of those out. What do you think about that, Russ? I think you just pulled a Brett Favre. Well, it happens. <laughs> you know, when I, I've been listening, I caught up to all of my episodes of the ICQ podcast, and they they took your announcement and they kind of ran with it and talked about you all and how they're going to miss the RF podcast and, you know, la, 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 and now you're back, and I think they're going to be disappointed. It's a different show, though. Well, okay. It's you, it's you talking about ham radio stuff. How exactly is that different? Uh, it's fresh and unstructured. I see. Well, I, I could, I could have said the same thing about resonant frequency, but Hey, hey. <laughs> well, it was fresh and it was relatively unstructured. We had structure. We always had a point. Well, you, you did have, you know, you contained it to an episode. I keep it on my hat. Now I keep my hat. I keep it. I keep my hat over it. Nobody notices. <laughs> Well, you know, they said nice things about it. Um, Jerry said some really, really nice things about it. Jerry made me misty. Have you listened to that episode of uh, Practical Amateur Radio Podcast? Um, I have not listened to the most recent one. Well, I don't know if it's the most recent one or the one before that or or whatever, but I, I got absolutely misty when Jerry was talking. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, I do remember that. And Jerry's right. We do talk a lot about Linux stuff primarily on this show, but it is also an amateur radio show and all the amateur radio podcasters. Jerry may reminded me of a point, a good point that I made to him, which was on the amateur radio side. We are not competition. We are all working towards the same goal. And that is Elmering the people who listen to the shows. So, uh, y'all, y'all, Hang out and wait, and when we get a chance, we'll we'll go ahead and get another episode up. I'm not sure when that's going to happen because I really don't want to stand in the driveway and do it because I'm afraid the neighbor's going to call the police on me. <laughs> <laughs> However, you can. I already have the name for the next episode, and y'all y'all can anticipate that and think about it. It's going to be called "What's That Funny Looking Plant Hanger." Well, I'm intrigued. Y'all can let your minds wander on that one. 
Okay, so we talked about that. We talked about Aries, and we talked about Texoma Hammerama. It's just fun to say that. Uh, Texoma Hammerama, be there. Let, um, me, let me bring a couple of quick uh, Linux Linuxy news stories in. These, these may be old news at this point, but I heard about them on other podcasts and... You know, the way people listen to podcasts, not everybody may have heard about these things, but whether you have or have not, I found them interesting. The first one is that kernel.org was hacked about three weeks ago, I think it was now. That was really interesting. There's a lot of hubbub about that. It's been on every podcast from here to there. But I figured I would let everybody know in case, you know, this happens to be the only podcast you listen to. But anyway... Apparently, there was their servers got hacked, and that's where the Linux code was hosted. But because it was in a Git repository, the co- the code itself is safe, uh, is safe, yeah, is safe. And they have uh, since moved the kernel source to GitHub, and it's now hosted there. Apparently, because GitHub is safer than kernel.org. But anyway, thought that was an interesting little story. So the kernel is safe, but you know, the servers it was hosted on were not, apparently. And the other little tidbit that I heard was that there was a brief period when Emacs, the golden child of Richard Stallman, we all know who RMS is, was packaged and distributed with a binary blob in it. And I just thought it was very amusing. For anybody who knows uh, the depth of rms's advocacy for free software to know that emacs was not actually gpl compliant for a short period until he realized that it was is highly amusing and i know i'm not delivering it in a highly amusing fashion but that's really funny so anyway um i believe he fixed it immediately and is now gpl compliant again but there's that so that's that's my contribution in linux content for the evening (laughs) <laughs> well i'm scrolling down through here there was another system that got uh something else that got uh they found a security hole in i'm trying to ssl ssl uh there have uh, been a few well uh, some claudio put it on uh put it on facebook and i can't find it right now but we'll have to get back to that i guess but yeah claudio uh there it is Hackers break browser, SSL, TS, TLS encryption, and it's over at Slashdot. And I haven't actually read it. Not much, anyway. That's something we'll come back to on a different show. Brr. Brr. Anybody know how to turn that black thing off on a X chat? It's getting on my nerves. I don't use X chat, so I can't help you there. Maybe somebody in the chat room can help you. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, we got another thing that I saw the other day. And you know y'all like these rambling shows. Y'all know you like them, so just bear with us. I saw something come through. Who was it that posted it? I think it was Jonathan Hardy, and I can't remember his call sign right now. I went over. I couldn't remember where he posted it, but it. I finally found an article on it, uh, and the article's called HB9DRV Sells the Rights to Ham Radio Deluxe. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, there you have it. Um, <laughs> well, it seems that Simon, 
I might actually get to talk about Simon tonight without getting steamed. Well, give it your best shot. Simon, uh, HB9DRV, has sold the rights to his popular Ham Radio Deluxe software package to a group consisting of Mike Carper, Carper, yeah, WA9PIE, Randy Gautry, K0CBH, and Rick Rule, W4PC. All three principals have more than 25 years' experience in radio communications. Rick Rule was a president, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that uh, actually Rick was involved in the uh, PACRAT program, PK term, and Radio Operations Center software suites. And uh, Randy worked over at Time Wave uh, with the PK and DSP families of data controllers. Simon has done a fantastic job with this software, Carper said. His vision for in integrating rig control, rotor control, logging, digital modes, and satellite operation into a single integrated feature-rich software suite has captivated the ham radio community. We'd like to see this product continue in a way that respects the hard work put into this package by Simon and others maintaining that vision while delivering timely fixes and feature enhancements in the future will be the number one priority. Uh, y'all can go check this out over at AWRL website. Uh, in fact, I think I already put the link over so that let me go look. The people in the yes. chat room are, are speculating that it may become a for pay piece of software. Well, this was the speculation of the person who posted it wherever I saw it, that the free version will be phased out over time and that it will be a piece of software that you have to pay for. Also, I see some lawsuits on the horizon. Well, yeah, because parts of it are GPL. uh, Exactly. So we're going to have to keep watching this. Because this is going to be fun. And now, if I hear Simon on HF, I can be like all friendly and stuff to him. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's honestly going to probably turn out to be worse now that it's out of his hands. At least while he had it, it may not have been open source or at least completely open source. At least it was free. But now it's going to go completely commercial, which is just going to make it super suck. And I'm really wondering what's going to happen with those bits of FL Digi that are in it. Well, I'm going to have to guess that they're going to come out because I imagine that uh, W1HKJ is going to mandate that they not be used if they violate the GPL. Well, there you go. See, these guys, they just don't. I mean, okay, Rick Rule's involved with Packrat and PK Term, and that's all stuff. You know, that's how him and Guarty and Gautry, whatever the heck his name is know each other because uh pack rats the software that ran on the aea controllers all the way back when they got licensed these guys may not have a clue what they're getting into with the bits and pieces of uh gpl code that's in there i mean i know there's some bsd stuff in there too but i think there's ways to work around that and get paid for it apple's doing it well i just want to pass on a little bit of information i went over and checked out wa9pie's twitter feed and his Twitter feed's been hacked. So 
uh, <laughs> he instills me with great confidence for the future of HRD. <laughs> Everybody go out and get yourself a copy of FL Digi. Go get FL Digi. Uh, it's, it's ham radio deluxe with less suck. And you can also use PSK 31 LX. Ted, would, uh, PSK, well, Ted's not in here tonight. If Ted had spoken up one time, I probably would have said something about no, that. No, he's here. No, he's off at church meeting. He no, he's not. He just leaves that stuff he's, on to make us think he's here. No, he posted. There he is, right there. Uh-huh. Okay, so y'all go check out Ted's stuff, too. Oh, apparently Ted's IRC uh, session has been hacked. It's not really Ted. It's 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 Bill playing Ted. I, I bet that Arissi can be set up to send messages from time to time just so people will think you're in the chat room. Oh, I'm sure it can. <laughs> Arch Linux. Hmm. Well, let's talk about that in just a minute. Arch Linux. Wait, I did, ran across did, another Did you signal story. and change lanes? Huh? Did you signal and change lanes? Are we on to a new topic? Well, I was just going to talk about it in a minute. Oh, okay. You said you don't know enough about it, and I don't know nothing about it. Well, so, I, I've used it, but I can't speak intelligently about it. Well, I was just going to say, uh, apparently, there was an issue with Arch Linux not being free free in which sense uh free as in uh speech okay and what's not free about it i really didn't read the complete article and i've done closed the the link to it however if i scroll back up here there's a new version or some guys created a distro from arch called Parabola, Parabolag, nah, Parabola, that's it. Parabola GNU Linux dot, uh, yeah, Parabola GNU Linux. And it is free of all those nasty entanglements. We don't mean free as in bear in the free, chat room. Free of the entanglements that are in Arch. Is that what the implication is? Yeah. Okay. And, I guess y'all could go check this out. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of time and I don't know that much about Arch and I'm not sure what may have been in it that was uh, offensive. This may be something similar to the way Debian is truly free as opposed to things like Ubuntu and Linux Mint. Yeah. Which include non free things in the main distribution where Debian does not. Well, there you go. And that's another one of them things that got me still upset with Debian. But that's okay, because I can't have my Firefox, and every time I try and take that A browser out, which I know is the same thing, but it's a few versions behind, every time I try to take that A browser out, it tries to take everything out. Well, there are a lot of things that they consider a dependency, but if I understand correctly or if I remember correctly, the dependency for the browser is for a meta package called something like compatible-browser, or something along those lines. So as long as you have that package, you should be able to get rid of Ice Dove, or I'm sorry, Ice Weasel, uh, and put in Thunderbird, or Firefox. Man, my okay. brain is just, boy. Okay. Maybe it was a browser was in something else, but it's Firefox too, also. Or a sensible-browser. Maybe that's it. There's there's a meta package called something-browser. I think it's sensible-browser. And that's that's the one that requires uh, Ice Weasel under Debian. Do you see what's going on in chat room? They are getting... 
Well, that's good. I like it when they argue. It means they're not paying attention to some of the, the strange and confusing stuff that we say. <laughs> okay, so. And actually, um, oh, never mind. I, I I can't speak to it intelligently because I'm using Linux Mint here. Uh-huh. Yeah, minty no, boy. That's right. I'm minty fresh. Yeah, there you have it. Hmm. I wonder if we're coming on the top of the hour yet. Um, I've got up to 53 minutes on my recording. When did you start? Um, I started back about 53 minutes ago. Okay. How long after we connected? <laughs> How long before we started? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of other things, and I'm not sure which. Uh, let's see. Oh, do we, we have anything else to say about uh, HRD? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you again, but do we have anything else to say about HRD? Uh, HRD? Simon, I hope you made lots of money. And don't do it again. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about Arch? Are we done with Arch and Parabola? I think so. Okay. So now you can move on to the next thing. I don't know if I have a next thing. Well, you were about to start something before I interrupted you. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I keep getting warned. I need to put them screens in because stuff just keeps flying in and out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Oh yeah, something else. Um, well, I knew he's going to come back to Aries. We try not to push a double on any of the shows. We're not going to push a double on any of the shows. We will talk about Aries because if there's anything important at the double uh, that would be it. But any of you guys out there that are ECs, AECs, DECs, or SECs, and the logging version of that is section emergency coordinator, district emergency coordinator, uh, emergency coordinator or assistant emergency coordinator out there, y'all send me some emails and uh, let me know how things are going, where y'all are at, because we're having to build this thing from the ground up out here, and it's going to be going to be a couple of years, I'm sure, before things are up and running the way they need to be going out here. When I left things alone out here, uh, nearly what seven eight years ago. Uh, everything was hopping and ready to go. I was just tired of it. No, it's been longer than that. It's been about 15 years ago. Uh, everything was hopping out here, and uh, I needed to go back into Dallas County and do something else. So uh, any input any input from you guys, you experienced guys, I would appreciate that. Okay. So speaking of podcasts, <clears throat> since Richard jumps around from place to place, um, how is, uh, your other podcast doing Russ? It is stagnant at the moment. I have not had a chance to work on it. I've got about 3000 ideas of things to do, but I haven't had a chance to do them. You need a Sansa clip. Well, I have several digital recorders and other ways to record audio. I just need to get around to doing it. But the Sansa clip gives it that raw sound. I don't know if I want the raw sound. I see. I would like to talk a second about something I found out over the last couple of weeks, and that is dealing with SSL certificates for websites that people might be hosting or wish to host. Um, one of the things I was looking into was since part since I've changed over the Linux in the Hamshack website so that a few small parts of it are subscription only now, 
I wanted to make it so that people could log into it securely as opposed to, you know, broadcasting their passwords and such over the Internet. So I was looking into inexpensive ways to get SSL certificates. Because if you go to GoDaddy or Komodo or GeoTrust or some of the more expensive ones like Thought and VeriSign, they can be very pricey to get browser-compatible certificates signed by these different uh, certificate authorities. But what I found is a website where you can register a certificate for a business-capable site and one where you can do personal sites, and the former of which only costs either $8.95 for a Komodo certificate or $9.95 for a GeoTrust certificate, and that's for one year. And the other one for personal certificates are completely free. And what's good about these is they are browser compatible. In other words, Safari and the iPhone and your Android system and IE and Mozilla and all of the major browsers out there have these certificate authorities pre-installed. So you won't get those annoying pop-ups saying, you know, there's a security violation and you have to confirm the exception and all that baloney. And what's neat about that is, like I said, some of the, you know, some of the registrars that some people most might know about tend to charge a fair amount for these certificates. But if you go to cheapssls.com, you can buy a certificate for either $8.95 or $9.95, and that is good for business use. And as long as you make sure to include the secondary certificate or the chain certificate, as well as the final certificate in your uh, server configuration or uploaded to you know your hosted site or whatever, wherever it may be hosted at, these will be hundred basically not 100%, but like 99.9% .9 browser compatible. And then if you go to, to startssl.com, you can get certificates there for personal use that are completely browser compatible, 100% free. And I have been taking huge advantage of both of these sites to get certificates for all kinds of things that I never had certificates before because they were always too expensive. So I just wanted to get that information out there. And if this is something that you know a listener might need or they want to host a website and they want to have secure access to it with browser compatible certs you definitely want to check these places out so that's cheap ssls.com for business ones uh under 10 bucks and then instant or i'm sorry start ssl.com for the free ones so uh check that out and if anybody has any questions or you know needs more information about these sites uh, feel free to email that information is on the website and will be at the end of the show. So that's that. What do you think? I think that everybody should go check things out over there. I know that uh, my hosting over where I'm at, which I'm not going to say who it is because <laughs> they ain't brought in a bit ad revenue for that other show. Uh, but they give you one with, uh, with the uh, big hosting package like I got. Yeah, I'm not saying there aren't other ways to get certificates, but I mean, yeah. you know, with that one, you have to pay for the hosting and then you get a free one or otherwise you have to pay their prices. And last I checked, I think uh, GoDaddy's cheapest was 30 bucks, something like that, maybe yeah, even a little they more. Were pretty expensive. In fact, I screwed mine up, so it never has worked. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> in that case, just go to Start SSL, get you a, get you a free one, and don't worry about it. it, it there you go. There you go. I am amazed that my XChat is running so slow over here because I was answering, saying stuff to stuff they had said 15 minutes ago. Time's wrong, too. Holy crap. Yeah, but all okay. kinds of issues over there. Yeah, so we've talked about, uh, where were we? I don't know. I was talking about certificates. You were talking about some other stuff that I forgot Sans about. Eclipse, I think. Oh, Sans Eclipse, right. Yeah, because we were talking about that, and uh, somebody said they took a Sans Eclipse and put Rockbox on it. Now, why would you do that? Because that's very geek cred worthy. I guess so. I myself haven't found anything wrong with the player, of course. I listen to audiobooks, not necessarily music all the time, even though I do listen to some music. And as far as podcasts, I do not listen to podcasts on my sense clip. I listen I to podcasts. I have problems with the player that's on it. Yeah, I listen to podcasts on my Android uh, using Dogcatcher, D-O-double-G catcher. Very uh, good software. At first, it was a bit crashy, but once once you get past the crashy bit, well, I think that was probably because I was downloading about 500 episodes of stuff. But once I got past that and got everything downloaded, everything updates every night, so I got all my new podcasts, and next time I, you know, flip on my phone and I got my nice uh, A2DP compatible stereo Bluetooth headset and I can listen to all the podcasts I want. And then there's a free plugin for it called something I can't remember. But if you go to, you know, if you go to dog catcher, it'll tell you where to get it, but it allows you to listen to um, all your podcasts at up to double speed while keeping the pitch the same. So that way I can get through my podcast much faster. It's been very handy. Yeah, my nano, um, um, nano, crap. You have a nano? Too many things going on all at once. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have some nanos, some iPod nanos. Um, Sansa Clips got to speed them up and slow them down, too, that works kind of like that. Yeah. Somebody was talking about eating pizza over at the ARRL president's house in the chat room, and then I realized that they weren't talking about Jim Haney. We're talking about this gal in Georgia, whatever her name is. Hey, Craigie, why she got two two first names? Oh, well, we know who runs the place, and it ain't the president. It be Sumner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have any more topics off the top of your head you can throw in here? And if the chat room has anything they'd like us to address, at least uh, quasi-briefly, we'll be happy to do that, because I think, yeah. we're, we're, I think we're about running down on this one. Yeah, because we got enough crap that Russ can like cut it down, move it around and everything and make a nice, lovely Christmas special out of it. This will be a good anything in the chat room. It it actually turned out to be rather informative. I think. Yeah. Lots of dissociation, but information. Oh, let me tell y'all about my secret antenna project. A few years back, I begged and pleaded until Brenda let me buy an arrow dual band J pole antenna from a guy who was selling it for $25. Which, if anybody knows this antenna, knows that's about $15 cheaper than they sell for new. And age is not something that's going to affect these antennas. And I've had the thing, had it up on the house and was using it for a packet antenna and some other stuff. The place that we moved to has CCRs. No, 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 no. Not them singing guys. What is it? Codes, covenants, and restrictions. So I had me some military fiberglass tent posts 
that I purchased at a reasonable price from another ham who was getting rid of stuff and went out here in the backyard and took that green fiberglass post that's uh, weather-worn a little bit, strap that J-pole to the top, and uh, since the J-pole is made out of aluminum, put it up in the air at the top of the fence, top of the fence being eight feet off the ground. Now, the fact that we're sitting on a hill, which is about 300 feet higher than downtown Dallas, I've got some pretty good coverage on packet right now. <laughs> uh, it's really going to be good when I put my GP9 up against paint my GP9 sky blue and stick it up at the, at the back of this house, uh, about 20 feet off the ground. But anyway, that's my secret antenna project to run the cable down the fence put the foam in the window, nailed it to the fence. And in fact, that's the funny looking pot holder, plant holder. So what do y'all think of that? I think you could probably do an entire podcast in five minute episodes on all the various ways people have had to obscure antennas from their housing restrictions. Yes. And we're going to have to talk because Richard was in new territory. I've never had to deal with this situation ever before. I've had to deal with a similar situation when I was living in apartments. But, see, the problem here is that all these houses in this area are built with that radiant barrier crap up in the attic. So you can't put an antenna up there. Well, you can put an antenna up there, but it's not going to work very well. Well, you can broadcast to yourself very efficiently. Yeah, but I really don't want to be kicking RF back because we had an issue with the alarm in the house over at the other place when... uh I had a full-size 75-meter dipole up over the house. Uh, one night, it set the alarm system off, which had not been used in years. It set the audible off on the alarm system as I was closing a traffic net on HF on 75 meters, and we could not get the audible to shut off. The boy had a good solution. He just reached up and pulled the damn, pulled the speaker out of the wall. It's funny. A five CP in the chat room just said, you know, in reference to your uh, radiant barrier inside the inside the attic, that it was just a big dummy load. And the first thing that popped into my head was that's pretty much anything that George W ever said was a big dummy load. Well, there you have it. That's <laughs> me walking, talking, big dummy load. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm actually, okay. I actually lean more towards the Republican side too. So it's not, not like I'm bashing GW out of hand. Well, so. last but not least, I think we should talk about the uncanny resemblance between George W. Bush Jr. or George Jr. and Alfred E. Newman and Barack Hussein Obama. Because if you line them boys right up next to each other, they look like triplets. <laughs> and for well, those of you that don't know who Alfred E. Newman is, uh, go down and purchase a copy of Mad Magazine. Yeah. I, th I think there is a bit of a skin tone issue with one of them. Uh, not by much. And when we close the show, I got a, I got a joke that came through from, uh, doggone it, Jonathan, that I, I'll let everybody have live in the chat room, live for the live show, which is something that all of y'all that are waiting for the, the uh, manufactured version are going to miss out on. So, unless Russ has anything else, we probably need to go ahead and shut this thing down going down the road. What do you think, Russ? That sounds good to me. I think we actually were very uh, efficient if 
sort of erratic tonight. Some, but Sometimes we're better when we ramble. I think maybe so. But anyway, no, I don't have anything else. So why don't you go ahead and start the outro? Okay, well, then in that case, y'all know who I am. Y'all know where I is. Y'all know what the email address is and where to find me. And y'all need to know where to get a hold of Russ. No. <laughs> My name is Richard, KB5JBV. You have been listening to Linux in Ham Shack. Linux in Ham Shack. Guaranteed to make all your children be born naked. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can contact me at kb5jbv at gmail.com. kb5jbv at gmail.com. Or go look for me on the social networks. Go over there, type in kb5jbv, and you might just be surprised what you find. Uh, don't tap it in the search engines because there's a lot of haters out there. Uh, but yeah, go on over to Twitter, Identica, Facebook, friend feed, uh, plurk, goob, goober, bobby, thingy, mother. Anyway, go over to all the social networks and check it out. So with that, let's toss it on over to Russ. Uh, if he can stop going up there in the peaks and, and get his information. Take it away, Russ. Okay, everybody, you can email me at k5tux at lhspodcast.info. You can email Richard and I together at info at lhspodcast.info. And if for some reason you want to send Bill an email, Bill, what is it with me tonight? If you want to send, middling, 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 da, 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 <laughs> if you want to send Bill an email, it's k9wka at lhspodcast.info. If you want to leave us some voicemail, we have a voicemail line at 417-200-4811, and please select option three for Linux in the Ham Shack. We'll play your comments on the air and respond to them unless you tell us not to, in which case we won't. Uh, you can go ahead over to the website, lhspodcast.info. All of our show information is there, show notes, subscriber area, where you can get unedited versions of the show and some other cool stuff, and you'll even get some free swag if you sign up. So go over to lhspodcast.info and check that out. I like free stuff. Yeah, free stuff is good. I'm out there as J.R. Woodman on all of the social networks, except for 73s.org, where I'm K5TUX. And uh, we're over on Facebook as well. You can look up Linux in the Ham Shack and like us over at Facebook, and that would be great. We're up to like over 100 now, but we could use quite a few more. And you can get show updates and all that kind of stuff over at Facebook as well. We're also on Twitter and Identica as Linux in the Ham Shack and all that good stuff. Uh, as well as me personally and Richard personally and Bill personally and lots of other people personally. So that's about it from here. I can't think of anything else to say about the show. So until next time, which will be episode number 66, this is me. Russ, K5TUX, saying sayonara from between the peaks in the pine forests of North Central Africa. Africa. North Central Arkansas. <laughs> no, between the peaks in the Serengeti of North Central Ar uh, of Africa. This is Russ, K5TUX. Sending it back to the ping pong table in Terrell, Texas, where Richard is going to say... <laughs> Oh, yes, from the top of the card table here in Heartland, Texas, I, I, I invite you to join all the personally family here next week. Uh, we'll see y'all next time, everybody. <laughs>